Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Members, how's it going? Thank you so much for becoming channel members. In this members only video, what I'd like to do is give you a few of my memories of Halloween since tomorrow when I release this tomorrow will be Halloween 2021. So um, Halloween has been around since I was a kid, well before I was a kid. But um, as I get older, I'm 45 right now, my memories as a kid and Halloween become a little fuzzy. So if your memories are fuzzy, you don't remember everything. Um, there's a picture that I, you know, my parents took so I, I remember one Halloween from a picture and my sister and I, we dressed up as the Dukes of Hazard. That was an American television show back in the eighties when we were, I was like Bo Luke and she was Daisy Duke. That's super like American. If, if you want me to talk more about the Dukes of Hazard, I can, maybe I can find a picture and put it up there for you, but Dukes of Hazard. That was big in the 80s. So that's what me and my sister dressed up as. Um, but with my kids, now I remember that a bit more. My daughter's 15. My son is 14. And they no longer dress up for Halloween. Let's talk about that word dress up, um, that phrasal verb, because it can mean two things. It can mean you are like, I'm dressed down right now. I'm in a hat and a sweatshirt. That's dressing down. You can dress up when you put on like a suit, a tie, maybe a fancy dress. Maybe you're going to a nice restaurant and you might have to dress up. Dress up can also mean put on a costume. So um, if I can find the photo, I'll put up a photo of my son. Uh, one year he was a construction worker. Uh, and Bob the Canadian did a uh, live lesson about Halloween and he talked about some kids dress up as a construction worker. Well, guess what? My son did. My daughter was a, a fairy at one time. My son was a zombie hockey player a few times. Um, my daughter was uh, a Southern Belle, another a very American thing. But today, like I said, neither of them are going to be dressing up and it's rainy out. Uh, today is October 30th. I don't know what the weather is like tomorrow, but I went out this morning and I took a picture of this house. that's really decorated for Halloween, kind of in, in my neighborhood, not too far from my house. And I put that up on Instagram. So if, but if I can, I'll put a couple pictures up of the house that I took. I think I can, I think I can figure it out. So Halloween memories wanted to give you a little bit of uh just casual English conversation to help you with your English comprehension. And I wanted to also thank you for becoming members. So Halloween memories. I don't have all that many. I think I probably got uh, a lot of cavities by getting some Halloween candy 
and uh, probably gain some weight each year. Oh, Halloween, one of my favorite days of the year. Thank you so much for becoming members, and that's going to be it for this week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, looks like we are live. Welcome, everyone. Hope everyone's doing well on this Saturday morning for me, but might be Saturday afternoon for you, or it might be Saturday night if you're up really late, maybe in Taiwan or Japan, but so nice to see. No, Linda's asking, is it too rude to throw a question right now? No, in fact, before I had asked um, before the chat started, I probably can't find it now, but uh, I said, feel free, you know, send those questions now. We'll get those questions right out of the way. But I do want to talk about uh, what Mickey said. So if you saw the video lesson that I did just outside of New York City, and I was also in New Jersey, and I was in Connecticut, a bunch of U.S. states, and I was walking along the highway now in my state i know you can't do that the speed limit is 70 miles an hour cars are going much quicker right when you get on the highway there are signs that say no pedestrians but um i was in the state of connecticut the speed limit was lower it just didn't it just looked like a a busy road to me It, it wasn't it's actually not a inter it's not an interstate it's a, it's a local state highway. So I thought I could walk on that. But when the, uh, the police car pulled up to use an English phrasal verb, I was like, Ooh, maybe I can't do that, but I didn't want to stop recording. I didn't want to put them. There were actually two police officers in the, in the car and they were both extremely nice. And my car was just up the road a little bit. So I'm using some English phrasal verbs there to hopefully help you. But yeah, there were three deer. Mickey, Mickey saw them. There were three deer. And when the police car pulled up, they scattered. There's a, there's a good verb for you. Scattered. It means there's more than one thing and they went in different directions. So those three deer scattered when the police car pulled up. Hey, another thing I would love to talk about right now is... Is that Jamie? Is that my wife? I'd probably not. Probably not. But uh oh, what? Spamming the chat? What the heck is going on, Nightbot? Are you still around? I don't think Mega was spamming the chat. <laughs> Cecilia says, I do crazy things. I, I didn't think that was that crazy, though. Like jumping off the bridge, sleeping overnight in the cemetery. Yeah, that's a little crazy. I thought walking down the road to try to capture some deer on video wasn't that crazy but i think that's the first time in channel history the police have been involved maybe not maybe not the last time though we'll see what happens we'll see what happens um cecilia and i were chatting on instagram a little earlier this week 
I am going to get a haircut on video. I will do a lesson at a barbershop. You will see me get my haircut. Um, I'm keeping the beard. I don't think the police will be involved in that one, but that should be a good one. It should be a good one. Mary Posa from Germany. Is there a difference between to drag and to tug? Ooh, great question. And yeah, there is a little bit of a difference. A little bit of a difference. If you drag, I'm going to do this with my hand, okay? It's these, both of them are like pull. But let's say you could have a car and maybe you have a snowmobile. It snows where I'm from. A lot of people have snowmobiles here. So they might drag a snowmobile on a trailer behind them in their car. So to drag, it means just kind of going smoothly along. It might be kind of hard, but you can drag it. Um, little kids, okay? Sometimes parents in the United States on grass will get a rope and they will drag their kids on the ground. The kids will be lying on the ground and they will pull them or drag them along the grass. You don't want to do that on dirt. That might hurt them. But on grass, they might whip them around. That's another verb, whip, to go around really quickly in a circle. They could drag them on the grass. Tugging, though, it's a little bit harder because it might be pulling, but then it might stop. We have a game in English. You probably have it in a different language, but um, called tug of war, tug of war. Two teams grab a rope and they will try to pull each other in the opposite direction. Tug of war. So drag and pull, drag and tug are pretty much the same thing. Drag is a little bit more even. Tug is kind of like that. You might have to, oh, my wife and I, when we are sleeping, Sometimes it might get cold and I might steal the covers by accident. I might have more of the covers. My wife, Jamie, will, will tug on the covers to get them back as I hit the microphone. Mary Posa, I hope that helps. Hey, before we go too far, I definitely need to give a huge shout out to Amina. Thank you so much for the super chat. I really have the nicest channel members on YouTube for sure. Amina, thank you so much. Got a little something for you here. Oh, thank you so much for the super chat. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's not the first time Amina has done this. So thank you very much. It does mean a lot. It helps me pay for the software that I'm using right now from StreamYard. StreamYard gives me a little break, but uh, it's not totally free. So Amina, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Literally the nicest channel members. And a lot of them are here. A lot of them here in the chat. Any more questions? This looks like a long question. Let's see. Sometimes I go through and look for the long ones. But Nightbot, another one? Is this another one? I don't know. It could be the emojis. But I think you can put like five emojis down. It's fine. I don't know what's going on here. 
Oh, that was uh, Mickey said that already. Right, let's see here. Marco, how are you? I see you in the comments section quite a bit. Looks like Sean from 99 English is here. What is going on, man? Okay, Squid Game. Squid Game is uh, taking over the United States right now. It seems like everybody knows what Squid Game is, except for me. But last week, I think my daughter and I were home alone. Or it might have been for a whole day. We were home alone. And I was taking a little break from YouTube and from teaching in the classroom. And I said to her, hey, what's up with this squid game? She was like, I don't know. All my friends are talking about it. I said, do you want to watch a couple episodes? We had a few hours to kill. I'm using some very common English sayings here. I hope this will help you. So we had a few hours to kill. Just a few hours to sit around and kind of do nothing. So I said, let's watch uh, a couple episodes of Squid Game on Netflix. She said, no. It's, I don't know what happens in episode two or three, but I guess it's pretty intense. I do. If I can find some time to watch a few episodes of Squid Game, I want to watch it. I'm not sure if it's, um, is it, I think it's from Korea, isn't it? South Korea. I don't, know. I don't know much about it. I don't know much about it. All right. Mateo. Is it Mateo? Mateo, what's going on? Hey there from Trento, Italy. Oh, I know. I know where Trento is. Yeah, I know where that is. Uh, above Milan, right? Above Milano. Um, I'd like to know the difference between actually and really. Thanks in advance. Hmm. My first thought is like, there is no difference. A lot of times we will use these as fillers, just um, ways to make our, our language a little bit more robust, a little bit more. Um, and you can probably totally take them out of most of your sentences. But let me try to, um, I think they really mean, actually, they, I think they really mean the same thing, actually. So let's use um, them in a sentence. Um, Maybe somebody is um, wanting to watch Squid Game, okay? And they said, you know what? This weekend, I actually sat down and watched Squid Game. So it means you finally found the time. You actually did it. You really did it. And you see how I just used another synonym for actually? Really, yeah. Um, You could say, hey, this weekend, you know what? I really sat down and I watched Squid Game. It actually happened. Yeah. So I'm using both of those interchangeably. So I think the short answer is there's no real difference. You can just use those to emphasize what you're saying, to put more of an emphasis on what you're saying. You know what? I, I really like Halloween. Yeah, I, I actually like Halloween. And in that case, maybe there is a little difference. Because at one time, maybe you didn't like Halloween when you would say, no, I I actually like Halloween. So most of the time, there's no difference. But there might be a slight difference every once in a while. But if you're just learning English, I think you can use those interchangeably. Yeah, Actually, I think you can use them interchangeably. No, no, really, really. I think you can use those two words 
interchangeably. All right, what's the difference between greed and greediness? Yeah, not much of a difference. Um, greed is the noun form. So that person has greed, um, but greediness. Let's see. Hmm, that's a tough one there. Um, both meaning um, they want more than they should have. So oftentimes we talk about it with money. So if somebody is greedy, that's the adjective. Somebody is greedy, they want lots of money. They might even steal from somebody to get that money. Or they have a lot of greed. Or they've shown some greediness when they wanted that money. I hope that helps. No real difference, but there, in the usage, there is some difference. But he has greediness. He is greedy. That makes sense. A little bit of difference. You can, but you can also have greed too. So hope that helps. Hope that helps. I'm just looking at that profile picture. What's going on in that profile picture? Are you okay? Are you tied up? Is that really you? Italy. Italy is well represented. What's going on? All right. Czech Republic. Hey, Everybody, just do me a favor. I would love to know, hey, where is everybody from? Can I put that up there? I used to have a question. Where is everybody from? Let's do this. Looks like Argentina is here. It does look like Italy is here. Where's everybody from? My friend Aroni is here. Trento is in the house. Yeah, just put your questions in the chat. That's what I'm doing right now. Whoa, more people from Argentina. Welcome, welcome. Ah, here's another question. These, these words are like really pretty much the same. So I think that's good. You're trying to find other ways to express yourself, which is good. But sometimes, you know, just one will work. So if something is urgent or it's pressing, it has to be done right now. So next year in April, taxes are due April 14th, sorry, April 15th in the United States. And it is pressing. You do not want to be late on your taxes. It's very urgent and it's pressing. A lot of times at work, maybe your boss will give you a project and you'll have to do it by the end of the day. Well, guess what? It's an urgent matter. It's pressing. Same thing with um, medical field. Maybe somebody comes in to the emergency room and they have a really serious condition. Well, that would need to be taken care of quickly. It's urgent. It's pressing. So I hope that I hope that helps. Kurdistan is in the house. I would love to visit Kurdistan one day. And you know what? You're on. If our countries can ever come to an agreement i would love to visit iran we um i tried sending a package to iran and it, it, it didn't work it didn't work come on come on oh let's remember diego marandona for a while for all of our argentinian friends the hand of god diego marandona 61 years old today happy birthday how do you say that? And Feliz Cuplianos. 
Is that is that Spanish? Feliz cumpleaños. Happy birthday. Mio is here. Very late in Japan, I think. Welcome. Thanks for hanging out. Oh, geez, TS. This is a tough one. Yeah, this is a tough one. I'm glad you... Okay, let's read the question, but um, it looks like I, I do want to update the video I did for can and could and would and should, but what's the difference? I would say what's the difference between... What's the difference between can and could and may when asking for help? Can you help me? Could you help me? May you help me? Okay, so I would not use may. I would not use may, but I would use these. Hey, let's say you're in a store and you can't find something. Hey, could you help me, please? Can you help me, please? Would you help me, please? Those three, you can't go wrong. And guess what? There's no difference. It's just you being polite. Feliz cumpleaños. Probably sounds a little too Italian there, but hey, thanks, Maria. Thanks, Maria. Matteo, la geografica non, el, non è il suo forte. So I think what Erroni is saying is that he's not very good at geography. It's not that strong. That's too bad. That's too bad. I just know I just know Trento because uh, or Trento because a podcast that I listen to the host is from Trento. Oh yeah, you're welcome, TS. You are welcome. All right, let's see. Let's see, yeah, me too. Come on, Iran has so much history. Such an awesome country. I heard they might be getting into Bitcoin too. By the way, hey. Russia, welcome. Mm, dobre utra. Dobre utra. Dobre dien. Dobre dien. All right, here's another question from our friend in Russia. What's the difference between probably, perhaps, maybe? Um, let's see. I think there is a minor difference. I'm going to talk about the weather. Okay, because we always have to know the weather, right? Tomorrow is a big holiday for children in the United States. It's Halloween. It's Halloween, but it's raining out today. Like, what about tomorrow? Is it going to rain? It's probably going to rain. That means it's more than likely going to rain. More than a 50% chance, probably going to rain. Eh, perhaps. It might rain, probably less than 50% chance. Eh, perhaps it will rain. Maybe, maybe it will rain. So out of those three, probably is the most likely to happen. It will probably rain means it's going to rain. Probably. Perhaps and maybe you're not so sure. You're not so certain. Eh. And with maybe, we often will say might. Do you think it will rain tomorrow? Eh, maybe. It might rain tomorrow. So might and maybe are really closely related. But like I said, I really want to do another lesson on could, would, should, might. They're all pretty difficult. They're all pretty difficult. Brazil's in the house. Sita. 
Sita. Sita and I have been chatting a little bit on the Discord server. One of my favorite YouTubers, his name is Harold Balder. He is in Brazil right now. And watching his videos have been an eye-opening experience for me. If something is an eye-opening experience for you, you've learned something. You might have been a little shocked by something. So it's been a it's been an eye-opening experience. Columbia's in the house. Welcome. Welcome. All right. Mary Posa from Germany. What's the difference between to take on an assignment and to carry out an assignment? Hmm. I think the take on the assignment, I'm not sure if I would say it exactly like that, but um, I think most people would know what you're saying. So if you take on an assignment, it's usually when you take on something, it's probably going to be hard. So you take on this responsibility. So um, you could take on extra work at a job. Hopefully you'll get paid for that. And sometimes you don't, but you take on responsibility. You acquire it. You get it. When you carry it out, it means you've completed it. You've done what you had to do. So in the United States, we have things that are called uh, daycare centers, daycare centers. And there are certain rules how many kids a daycare center can have. So during the day, daycare centers will watch children while their parents are at work. So maybe this daycare center has six children, but they think they might be able to take on another child during the day so that they will have seven. So it's taking on responsibility. And once they get the seven, maybe a couple weeks go by and they realized, Hey, we were a success. We were able to carry out that extra responsibility. So then they will decide maybe they can take on more responsibility. Maybe they can take on another child during the day. So they'll have eight. Hope that helps. Hope that helps. Little difference there. Little difference there. Just checking through the chat, looking Looking for more questions. Linda, Squid Game, so popular even here in Italy, also among kids. How is that possible? Oh, it's some sort of remake or game for kids? Oh, so Linda doesn't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think because of um, Netflix, you know, streaming all over the place, this world is just becoming smaller. You know, everybody knows what everybody is doing. Just the world is smaller thanks to the internet. We know, you know, so much about each other now. Adorami, how are you? I was just talking about this with my students um, this week that um, a lot of our accents in the United States, they're starting to go away. We watched an old video from a shopping mall in 1983 in the state of New York. And back then they had really strong New York accents. Like they might say New York, New York with a really strong New York or New Jersey accent. 
that accent still exists, but a lot of my students were surprised at how thick that accent was. But because of the internet, because of TikTok, because of YouTube, I think we're all starting to sound a little more similar. In my opinion, I think so. Oh, hey, while I'm thinking of it, you know, if you don't mind, hit that old like button. That helps out. You know, give it a thumbs up. Helps other people find the channel. Also, if you'd like to become a channel member, I just released a video about Halloween memories. That's there for members. And feel free. Ask those questions right in the chat. Hey, Sunshine's here. Armenia is well represented today. Super clear. Thank you, Cecilia. Thank you, Cecilia. Yeah, Sunshine. Hey, Aroni, do you have any any more um, videos coming out soon? Hey, my friend. Learn Italian con l'americano. What's going on? Hope uh, hope you're doing well, Bob. I guess um, he left a comment. He, he lives in New Jersey. So one of the videos I filmed, I wasn't too far from his house where he lives. Ah, okay. Open man. Like the name. By the way, could you please advise how to increase le- listening skills? Yeah, listening skills. I, In my opinion... You know, every teacher has a little different opinion. We have some teachers in here. Cecilia is also a teacher. I think when learning any language, even your own native language, I'm still trying to become better at English every day. I'm doing a lot of listening on, on different topics. But I think the the only way to become better at listening is to listen. That's it. Lots and lots of listening. Now, when you first start out, the hard thing is to find material that is at your level. So if you're an A1 or an A2, it's very difficult. But what I've learned through my Italian is that a combination of reading and listening really helps. Like for my lessons, I will always put... English subtitles down below. So when you're first starting out, even with this lesson, I don't think the subtitles are there, but you can go back and watch them. And if you're at an A1 or an A2, you probably don't understand much of what I'm saying, but you can put on the subtitles. And as you become better at English, take away those subtitles. So listening is great putting on a podcast, on your commute to work, if you're doing the dishes, if you're mowing the lawn, if you have a lawn. But the more you do it, the long, the better you will get. And this does not happen overnight. It takes a long time. For my Italian, two and a half years so far. And I've been busy with YouTube, uh, teaching on YouTube. So my Italian has taken a back seat unfortunately. I used to spend an hour a day, sometimes two or three hours a day during the summer. And now it's 15 minutes, a half an hour. But if you make English a priority and you do most of your listening in English, 
I think that will really help. And there are a lot of good English teachers on YouTube here. Uh-oh, this looks a little longer, open man. What's going on here? Hi, why? Let's see. Why can I? Why I can go what? You mean while listening and talking? Okay, okay. Okay, I think the words are a little out of order, but I, I think I know what you're saying. Why can you understand me, but when you are listening to normal, regular Americans speaking regular English, you can't? Yeah, so a couple things there. You're just listening to one person. When you hear a conversation, two people talking, sometimes they talk over each other. So when I do that lesson at the barbershop, I will be talking to the person cutting my hair. So I want you to be able to hear, I will still speak clearly. That's what I'm doing now. I know that people are watching who are not native English speakers. They are learning the language. So I am doing what's called enunciating. I am sounding out every syllable. I'm trying not to contract too much of my language. But when I get my hair cut, we will probably have a pretty normal conversation. I will still try to speak as clearly as possible, but you will hear a you know non-English teacher speaking. So I think that will help you quite a bit. But one day, keep listening to me, keep watching other teachers on YouTube. One day, maybe in a year, maybe in two years, you'll be able to, sad, you'll be able to leave this channel. You won't need me anymore. And then you'll move on to watching Squid Game in English, you know, like regular native English speakers do. It just takes time. Keep working at it, open man. Keep working at it, everybody in here, and you will get there. It just takes a long, long time. Oh, thank you. Ah, Miazvut Brent. Um, trying to say how how to, I'm trying to think of how to say thank you. Um, Spasiba, Spasiba Bakshoy. Spasiba Bakshoy. Miazvut Brent. Kaktila. Kaktila. Yeah, I I've been looking at a a little bit of Russian over the over the last years. A couple of years. So speaking slowly, yeah. Speaking slowly. I am speaking much more slowly than I would if you know my wife and I were talking and stuff, but hmm. oh. Cecilia. Cecilia is always so nice. Thank you. You are so kind, Brent. Really kind. You're a great teacher. I learned a lot from you. Yeah, Cecilia has been with the channel for a long time. She might have been one of my first subscribers, but and her English was really good back then, too. I bet it's amazing. She's an English teacher, though. So, All right, sir. Get paint. What's going on, man? Love that channel name. Sir, what's the meaning of this? I have a gig today. So if you hear that, uh, my first thought is that it's a band, a musician of some sort, and they are playing for money. Usually that's what that means. Like you have a job for that day 
for money and it'll be at a different place the next day. So I'm trying to think of some other things that might you might have a gig for because there are. Um, but it's usually a one-time thing. So an actress or an actor getting paid to act on stage probably wouldn't be a gig. Probably wouldn't be a gig. They might say that I have a show. Um, my friend, though, he sometimes watches the channel just for fun. Uh, his name is Ponch, but he works in the television industry. So some days he'll be working on uh, Survivor or Big Brother, and he calls his jobs a gig. So he might work for six weeks, have a couple weeks off, and then he'll work on another show. But he'll often say, oh, I have a six-week gig coming up. So gig just means um, a way to make money. But I mean, I suppose I could say I have a teaching gig right now. But it's usually with musicians, usually. But something you get paid for. And it will change every day or it might change in a few weeks. Hope that helps. Yeah. Watch a lot of TV. Watch a lot of TV. Um, if you've ever watched Bob the Canadian, you know, I'm going to steal from him right now. But what he says, I think, is brilliant. And he says, watch reality television shows. I just mentioned a couple. Survivor. Um, it's not the great American race, is it? My friend works on that, too. The great it's the great race or something. Anything housewives of New Jersey. I think there's a show like that. Reality television is good. If you're at a high level, because it's very conversational, people will talk over each other. There's usually a lot of drama that makes you want to keep watching. Hey boy, we will never leave you. I like to hear that, but I mean, I guess the goal is one day you will leave because you'll be so good. I will cry a little bit, but that's the way it should go. It's just like with my own children, you know, they live with me now, but one day they will leave the nest and fly off and be free. <laughs> it will be a sad day. I will have to get my tissues ready, but it's the way it's supposed to be. Mary Posa. I'm at the age of my seat to know how to sound when you do not speak to us, but to other natives. All right. Um, one day I do, I do want to get another maybe English teacher on here, or I did want to get my sister-in-law on here. We have talked. She is a, a Canadian citizen, but she lives here in the United States. It would be good to get her. Um, we could have just a conversation, just, you know, it would be a controlled conversation. So we probably wouldn't step on each other's words. We probably wouldn't talk over each other too much. But yeah, I might might do that. Get some people on here. Sound like a chair was dragged across the floor up there. Dragged. Made a noise. I don't think you heard it though. Miho, you won't leave. I promise. It's okay. If you if you leave, that means I think I've done my job, right? And then maybe more people will come. It is what it is. Part of the business. Ah, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon's a funny guy. Yeah, I like Jimmy Fallon interviews too. Um, they're all over YouTube. 
You can find them quite easily. I'm a fan. Okay, so Constantine says, I watch The Walking Dead for my listening skills. Many different accents and slang. I've never seen The Walking Dead, but it is so popular here in the United States. A lot of my students watch it too. Oh, welcome back. Welcome back. You know, it's it's been quite a while since Abu Ba has been here in a live stream, but I haven't been able to live stream a lot lately. I think just twice this month. I've been pretty busy, pretty busy. Let's see. Uh, audiobooks. Audiobooks are great. Audiobooks are great. Thank you. Arone. Get paint. Love it. Mickey, thanks for becoming a channel member, by the way. Let's say we're at a bar. That sounds fun. I would love to do that one day. Let's do it, Mickey. One day. We'll go to a bar. I said, I got to take a whiz. Would that be considered rude? Well, if if you and I are at a bar and you say, I got to take a whiz, I'll, I'll know where you're going. I, I won't follow you into the bathroom. It'll be fine. If a couple friends are just sitting around, hey, I, I, um, you might also hear, hey, I got to go take a leak. You hear how I said that? I really shortened some of those words. Hey, I got to go take a leak. Got to go. Got to go. Got to go. I need to go to the bathroom because I got to go take a leak. I got to go take a leak. It's like Eminem rapping. I got to go take a leak. So it would be considered rude though, probably if you were at a business meeting and you say, hey, I got to go take a whiz. Uh, all right. Let's not invite that guy back. But if you're just sitting around with friends, ah, say it. You'll sound like a real American. Hey, I got to go take a leak. Got to go take a whiz. Uh, and there are other things that are a little grosser that I will not say. Nita, welcome. Glad you could stop by. Hey, in just a little bit, in about 13 minutes, Bob the Canadian is going to be going live. I'm going to head over to his channel, hang out in the chat, maybe talk with some of you. There is a link in the description below that if you want to uh, hang out with me. All right, let's see here. Fragrant. Flagrant. All right. This is a good one, Sunshine. We, let's do this one right now. Let's do this one right now. We don't need to do a, a whole English lesson on this. I'm going to pronounce these because they sound very similar, but they mean something very different. Fragrant, flagrant, fragrant, flagrant. Okay. If something is fragrant, it smells very good. So you might say, Ooh, that new perfume you're wearing. It's so fragrant. Where'd you get it in the spring? Now, if you're living in Brazil or Argentina, I think spring is coming. From what I've heard in Argentina, summer might already be here. It seems hot, at least from what I've seen from Maria and Cecilia. But in the spring, the flowers will bloom and they will smell very fragrant. Okay, so that's fragrant, smelling nice. Flagrant, that means very obvious. The most common way you will hear flagrant in the United States 
is when you're watching football or you might call it American football and there's a flagrant foul, like a very obvious foul. Somebody did something wrong and it's very obvious. Flagrant means very obvious. You can see it really well and it's always a bad thing. I think it's almost always a bad thing. Flagrant. Um, let's say you are going through a stop sign. So in the United States, probably most countries, when there's a stop sign, you should stop. But if you just roll right through that stop sign, English phrasal verb, and you don't even care, you might do it pretty flagrantly. So there's the adverb flagrantly. And if the police see you do that, don't even try to hide it. You're just like going right through that stop sign. You're just barreling right through that stop sign. That's pretty dangerous. And you could get in trouble for being so flagrant. Hope that helps. Hope that helps. Oh, geez. Abuba. Abuba. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. Argentina. It's getting hot. It's getting hot. And that's too bad. That's too bad. Um, when I lived in the American South, that's often what would happen. We would go right from winter, right to summer, no spring in between. It went from kind of cold to super hot. I don't like that. Spring can be nice. Usually here, it's just so wet because of the melting snow. Spring isn't very fun. We often call it mud season. All right, Abubah. Obvious and oblivious. Obvious and oblivious. So when I talked about flagrant, I think I used the word obvious. So let's talk about that. Great question, Abuba. If something is obvious, you can see it. In fact, we have a saying in English. It's as obvious as the nose on my face. It's as obvious as the nose on my face. So when that person didn't even pretend to stop at that stop sign. It was obvious he went through that stop sign. It wasn't hidden. It was very plain to see. That's obvious. Oblivious. I don't know if it's the opposite, but if you are oblivious to something, you don't realize it's happening. Let's say there's a couple, let's say a man and a woman, and they have been dating for a year, but maybe that guy starts cheating on that girl. Maybe he starts seeing other women, but his girlfriend doesn't know it. We could say that she is oblivious. She doesn't realize that it's happening. Oblivious. I hope that helps oblivious. You don't realize that it's happening. Oh, sunshine in Armenia. And I know Armenia is a very mountainous country, has a lot of mountains. So I have a feeling that, uh, because they're so high, is it the Caucasus mountains in, uh, Armenia winter's coming to Armenia. I don't doubt that at all. See Mickey. Hey Brent, do you like beer? What American beer would you recommend? Um, it's been a long time since I've had an American beer, 
but I was thinking about doing an English lesson at an American brewery. So that has been happening over the last decade. A lot of breweries, small breweries, we call them craft beer breweries, craft beer. They have been popping up. They've been popping up. They've been opening up at a rapid rate. They have been opening all around for about the last year, uh, last 10 years. So um, I might do a, an English lesson at an American brewery, and then I can recommend some beer there. But a lot of Americans think that American beer, like Budweiser, Coors, Miller, those are probably the three most famous. A lot of Americans who are into craft beer don't like that. Don't like that. So um, Duff beer. Uh, Maria, Maria says Duff beer, if you can find it. Um, but yeah, I'll try to do that, Mickey. I'll go to a craft brewery and we can uh, try some beer responsibly. Since I am over 21, I will have maybe one beer. So we will drink it responsibly. Let's see. Motley. I probably messed that up, didn't I? Motley. Do either work. I've never been in the position of having to do it. I've never been in the situation of having to do it. Yeah, both of those work. I would probably use position more than situation. You could say, hey, I've never been in this situation before. I've never been in this situation before. I've never been in the position of having to do this. Yeah, both of them work. Let's look at time check. We got about five minutes left. Five minutes. Oh, Brian, you said you were from Columbia, right? Brian says we have all the climates without seasons. So when I think of Columbia, I think of something being very hot down there. I think of a lot of heat down there. Uh Uh-oh, Mariposa. German beer is the best. Hey, um... I don't want to get into a whole lot of beer talk, but German beer and American beer, usually very different. I'll use some English terms here. Germans mostly will brew lagers and Americans and the British will mostly brew ales. Lagers, German lagers, Czech Czech lagers also, they take longer to brew. They're usually a little cleaner than the American ales. So I could do a whole lot of, uh, whole lot of, uh, English lessons uh, on beer names. Yeah, let me know in the comments if you'd like that beer, beer terms in English, we could do that. But I do know, I do respect, um, those viewers who are watching that it is against their beliefs to drink alcohol. So we have both sides here. Oh, Manuel, that's okay. The replay will be here. That's okay. What Nightbot? Chill out, man. Calm down. Oh, swear. Uh oh. Oh, <laughs> it's a little bit of a swear word. I, I won't say that word here. Um, but yeah, you got to be careful with that because they sound very similar. All right. Beach. The one in the middle. I won't say that. But yeah, it is a, it is a little bit of a swear word. Um, you know, the beach, right? It a uh, beach. How you say that word? The ocean is nearby. Lots of sand. That's the beach. Um, pitch. Whew. 
that might require a whole lesson on pitch. It can be a verb, pitch, to throw a baseball, to throw a ball. Pitch, it could be how high or how low somebody sings, their tone, their pitch. But there's um, a soccer pitch, which is used in British English. We say soccer field. So yeah, that's a that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Oh, that's right. Marie and I, she has talked about that in the Discord server, that she does not drink alcohol and she doesn't drive. So, right? Uh-oh, dangerous words. Yeah, a little bit dangerous. A little bit dangerous. Oh, sorry. You didn't know. You didn't know about the live lesson? Yeah, I put it up um, really late. Put it up last night. Really late. Constantine. Is there something more difficult than long walk from Stephen King that you would recommend? Um, yeah, that's right. Constantine finished the long walk. I have the long walk in Italian. I never brought it down here. It's that's hard for me to read. Still too hard for me to read in Italian, but congratulations, Constantine. So I think Stephen King writes at a pretty high English level for modern day English readers. Yeah. If you want something a lot more challenging, you could go to another one of my favorite authors, and that is Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens. What makes him so difficult is that he wrote in the 1850s. So he wrote a long time ago. So some of the language that he uses will be a little outdated, a little ancient, a little archaic, we might say. But um, he writes about some fascinating stuff. I might start with Great Expectations. It's a really good, really good book. Um, I read several years ago, but I liked it. So maybe Charles Dickens for fiction. Yeah, that might be, but that would be very challenging. And if you want something really, really challenging, go back. 200 years before that and dig into some Shakespeare. I do love Shakespeare. I do not recommend it for somebody learning English unless you're at a really high level because even for native English speakers, Shakespeare is very challenging. I think it's rewarding. I really like reading Shakespeare, but I would not recommend it. Very few native English speakers uh, read Shakespeare. It's just English teachers like myself to get my college degree. I had to read Shakespeare and I liked it. I think, um, one year in high school, the 11th grade year in the United States, students might still read Shakespeare. I'm not sure. They, they probably should just to get a little idea. Linda, Linda, Thank you so much for the super chat. It does mean a lot. Got a little something for you. Where is it? Can I find it? Got something for you. Right here. Here it is. Oh, thank you so much for the super chat. Linda, very nice of you. Thank you. It all helps. It all helps keep the channel going. Shakespeare. Yeah, Cecilia, Shakespeare, I agree. I'm a big fan of Shakespeare. If you, again... I am not recommending Shakespeare to anybody, but if anybody wants to try to read Shakespeare, 
I think a good first play to read would be Romeo and Juliet. I think it's a pretty common love story or a Midsummer Night's Dream. Those are two of my favorites. Macbeth is also great. Yeah, Linda. That's awesome. I'm keep that up there for a little bit. Thank you so much. Looking here through the chat. Charles Dickens, Hard Times. I've never read Hard Times. I've never read Hard Times, but um, I've read A Christmas Carol, which if you celebrate Christmas, um, that might be a great one. I've probably read A Christmas Carol six, seven times. One of my favorites, Ebenezer Scrooge is in that one. Um, Great Expectations, I've read. What else? Uh, Oliver Twist, I've read be a couple more it's been a little while i've been mostly reading italian lately Let's see just looking for a last oh it's 11 it's 1101 so we should probably head over to bob the canadian i am going to head over there before i go i would like to thank everybody for stopping by coffee guy coffee guy nice thank you so much for amina for that earlier super chat that means a lot thank you thank you so much to linda for her super chat thank you so much for liking commenting subscribing all that stuff i hope you learned a little bit from this lesson and if i can do it next week i'll be around here thank you to all the channel members thank you for everybody showing up i'm out of here adios amigos maybe i'll see you in bob the canadians live lesson Hey, what do you know? Looks like we're live. Hope everyone is doing well. Oh, so good to see some channel members here. How are you? Mega, Linda. Danny's here. Mode Eggs is here. What do you know? Hey, how is everybody? So in today's lesson, we're actually going to read from an article. I think one of the best ways to improve your English is reading. And if you can read, you will eventually be able to speak. But in my mind, I think the reading comes first. And you know what's another way to learn English? Listening. And we're going to do both of those today. You can listen to me read the article and you can read right along with me. So Chef Ketz here from Turkey. Welcome. Yeah. Hey, um, before we get too far, if you're watching on replay, welcome. You're watching live. Well, how are you? If you're listening on the podcast, there will be links in the description for the article because you can't see the article on the screen. And there will be links to the vocabulary lesson I did before. Um, another thing, hey, if you're watching live or on replay, you might hit that like button. And maybe you have a friend who's learning English. Yeah, share this video with them. Might help them out quite a bit. I have a disclaimer. And what a disclaimer is in English is like a warning before we start. There are some Russian names. And I know there are some Russian viewers. So I will admit, I probably can't say the Russian names perfectly. And for that, I apologize before we get started. But the article is from a site, I can share it right here, from a site called Dojo News, 
And like I said, there is a link in the description if you want to read this at a later time. But if not, I say, let's get right to the reading. If you uh, would like to ask a question, just put it in the chat. I'll be checking the chat every so often. Look at this. Oh, hey. It's like one of Karis's students is here. English Arts Academy. Yeah, if you don't follow her channel, check her out. She's great. Hey, Modags. Yeah, <laughs> there was a disclaimer on the Bitcoin lesson that I did. Yeah, not financial advice. I am not a financial advisor. Hey, Madi, how are you? Cecilia is awesome about sharing lessons. She is always sharing them. So thank you, Cecilia. Thank you. So, so nice to see so many people here. Semra from Turkey's here. I hope all is going well in France, Danny. So let's get to this article here. Russian crew is the first to film a fiction movie in space. So when you hear fiction, think fake. And I talked about that in the lesson I did. Now let's look at um, this picture here for a second. So usually um, in English, maybe it's different in Arabic, but for people who speak English and probably French and Turkish, our eyes usually look at a picture on the left first. So when I looked at this picture, I saw this woman here. At first, I'm like, wow, she might be the prettiest astronaut I've ever seen. So in the United States, we say astronaut. But in Russia, it's a cosmonaut. And even in English, if it's a Russian astronaut, we do. We say cosmonaut. So I looked at her. I was like, wow, she's, she's very pretty. Then I looked at the, uh, the guy in the middle. I was like, ah, yeah, he looks like a cosmonaut. Sure. And I looked at this guy on the right. I said, whoa, he's a pretty good looking guy too. And as we read, you'll find out that the, uh, the two on the left and the right Hang on, I think I can put flanking. Let's let's learn a new term here. Flanking. This is often used in war, but it means to the side. So an army could flank another army by going to the side, but we could use it here for this picture. So the man in the middle is flanked by actors on both sides. So the woman on the left is an actor or we might say an actress, and the man on the right is an actor, which is probably why they are so darn good looking. Like, wow, astronauts, cosmonauts, good looking. Ario from Indonesia, how are you? All right, so let's start reading here. And again, with the names, oh boy, I hope I do well. Feel free to correct me in the chat if I'm totally wrong. Space-related films have come a long way since A Trip to the Moon. A silent movie with no camera movement or close-ups was released in 1902. Now, here is a phrase in this sentence that I would like to talk about. And that is, have come a long way. Have come a long way. It means to improve over time. So I can use this with your English, I hope. Let's say 
last year at this time, October 2020. Think about your English back then. How was it? I'm hoping if you've studied every day, you know, your English has come a long way. It means to improve over time. So I, I know some of you have been around here for at least a year, and I know your English is, is getting a lot better, a lot better. Welcome. Oh, I don't know. That's, I think that might be Arabic or Persian, but uh, if it is, how are you? Even if it's not, welcome. Welcome. Good to see you. I'm glad. Ario, Ario. It's a great question. As we go along, you will hear that quite a bit. So I just did a uh, lesson on the road, on the road. I think I released it a couple days ago. So I went to a hotel. So I left my house and went to a hotel. And along the way, I had to stop and use the bathroom. Along the way, I had to stop and get some snacks. So on your English journey, along the way, I'm sure you've had success. I'm sure you've had some setbacks or some failures. So along the way, it just means as you do something through time along the way. So feel free to ask questions in the chat like Ario did along the way as we go through this lesson. Yeah, Mega has been here for way more than a year, I think, like almost a year and a half, I think. I started the channel uh, about a year and a half ago. So what is this? What's Mode say? I'm, I'm always nervous about Mode. He's, he's quite the trickster. He was trying to guess the meaning of flank in Arabic. Oh, Mode. Mode knows Arabic really well, knows English really well, and I think he knows French pretty well. All right, let's continue with the article here. Make it a little bigger. So the next sentence Filmmakers, see, just so you know where I'm at, I'm right here. Filmmakers now use the extensive technology at their disposal to immersively transport fans to alien worlds. My goodness, there is a lot in that. Now, if you watch the video that I did for vocabulary, you might know extensive already. But let's talk about at their disposal. That's a pretty common term. And I do have something right there. At their disposal. It means they have a lot of tools that they can use. A lot of things that can help them. So when you are learning English, some things you have at your disposal is YouTube. That is something you can use to help you. There are so many great English teachers on YouTube to help you learn English. And I do want to thank you for tuning in to this lesson because there are a lot of really good English teachers and you chose this English teacher. Thank you so much. At their disposal. So filmmakers now have a lot of tools at their disposal they can use immersively. Immerse. You might hear that word quite a bit. You might even immerse yourself in English. If you immerse yourself in English, that means you are listening to English every day. You try to live your life in English as much as possible. 
Maybe you've changed the language on your phone to immerse yourself in English. It just means to completely surround yourself in English. The next sentence, how about I highlight it? Oh no, I'll highlight, I'll read this part here. And this is the first time I have some Russian names that I am going to botch. I am going to botch. B-O-T-C-H, botch. That means when you really mess something up badly, you botch it up. I'm going to botch these names right here. So I apologize to anyone who knows Russian really well. Mo, do you know Russian too? French, English, Arabic? I bet you do. However, no one has attempted to shoot a feature film in space until now. On October 5th, 2021, astronauts at the International Space Station, or the ISS, welcomed their first fiction film crew, Russian actress Yulia Peresild and director Clem Sherpenko. There's no way I got those two names correct. I'm pretty sure I got Yulia right. So we got fiction there. That means fake. The ISS, I'm not sure what you call it in your language, but oftentimes you can actually look up in the sky and you see this bright white light flying across the sky. That's the International Space Station. That's what we call it in English or the ISS. So up there, there are definitely uh, Americans. I believe there are Chinese astronauts, Japanese astronauts. Definitely Russian cosmonauts, probably a few others. France, I think France, Danny, I don't know. I think France has a couple astronauts up there. So international, kind of a big word there, but international, it means many nations, many nations. So the International Space Station, many nations are represented up there. Let's see. I'm going to look through the comments to see if I've missed anything. Oh, Chef Cat, is that true? I think Chef Cat is making a joke here, but it's pretty funny. If we could achieve someday to go into space, we prepared a name. Turkonaut. Okay, the Turkonauts from Turkey. Well, I hope one day the Turks can get up into the ISS. Are they not there already? Maybe they're there already. I heard about the um, Turkish financial crisis. Yeah, I think... Turkey is starting to see some of that inflation that Argentina and Venezuela and Zimbabwe has seen lately. I hope it doesn't get too bad for you. Anya. Yeah, absolutely. Come a long way. Yeah, I remember speaking to Anya oh, last summer, I believe it was, and Mega. Totally different now. They've come a long way. Yeah, great job. Great job. Miho, is she here today? I didn't see Miho. If you're here, welcome. Ah, Mariposa. Good question. What's a close-up? Um, I'm going to do one right now. So it's, it's with film. It's always with film. So it could be photography or it could be video. But when you get a close-up on like my face, it means I would... We use an English phrasal verb called pan in. So with the camera, I would pan in 
on my face. That's, it's easier for me to do a close-up of my hand. So you get close up to the object. You can do it in photography or you could do it in video. So nice. Oh, Italian. Benvenuto. Make a meal. Oh, yeah. Chevcat. I've gotten to know Chevcat in the Discord server. Chevcat's a funny guy. Chevcat went on a trip too. Thanks for sharing those pictures, by the way. Um, though, yeah, you maybe younger people, but not too many people use that T H O. We usually spell it out T H O U G H. T H O U G H. Back to the article. Where is it? There it is. So we've already read the highlighted blue. So let me get this right here. Let's do this. Oh, geez. I see some more Russian words. I might just skip them. Two civilians and a veteran cosmonaut, Anton Shapirkov, arrived at the ISS aboard the Soyuz 2 rocket. Parasild and Shapinko will spend 12 days filming a 35 to 40 minute segment for a feature film dubbed The Challenge. I'm not even going to try to I'm not even going to try to pronounce that. Wait, what happened? What happened? I don't want that. We get rid of that. Um yeah, so well cosmonauts there. We knew what that meant. But what we were talking about here, I do want to highlight dubbed because that might be new for some people. If you dub something in this way, it means you've named it something, okay? So um, I've dubbed this English lesson, read a news article with a real English teacher. So it's just another way to say you've named something, you've dubbed it. The movie tells the story of a surgeon played by Pierre Sild, going to space to operate on a sick cosmonaut whose medical condition prevents him from returning to Earth for treatment. Surgeon. In that sentence, that might be the most difficult one because we've talked about cosmonaut. Surgeon. I'm wondering, in the chat, does anyone know what surgeon means? While I wait for those answers, Sita, I would like to thank you so much for the super chat. That is so nice of you. So nice of you. Every little bit does help out the channel. Thank you so much. She's already a channel member. Living in Brazil. We spoke a little earlier on Discord this week. And right now I am watching a YouTube channel that I love, Harold Balder. I mentioned him in five non-English teacher YouTube channels you could watch to improve your English. And he is in Brazil right now. He recorded a haircut video a couple days ago. And I think I'm going to record a haircut video in just a minute. Probably like this week sometime. I don't think today, but maybe today. But Sita... Thank you so much for the super chat. This is for you. Oh, thank you so much for the super chat. Yes, very generous. Thank you so much. From the bottom of my heart, you help out the channel 
each month by being a member. Super chat, so nice. So thank you very much. Surgeon, did anybody... Oh, you, you don't have to be a member. You don't have to be a member. It's okay. Yeah, stop by. You're helping the channel too. Thank you. You can always give uh, the video a like if you would like, and that really helps out as well. So thank you. Surgeon, I don't... Oh, you know who has it? Anya. Anya has it. Oh, Mode has it too. Look at that. Mode and Anya. Yeah, it's some... Oh, Mariposa. There's a lot of... A lot of correct answers. Nice job. Yeah, it's a doctor who specializes in surgeries. So this person might be a heart surgeon or they might be a brain surgeon. We also have an English. If something is easy, we'll say it's not brain surgery, meaning it's not that hard. I'm not going to say that English is brain surgery, but I would never say that English is easy. Learning another language is very difficult, especially as an adult. And I know you are all adults here. Even Ario. I think Ario is 16, but close enough. Hey, looks like we got a new channel member, I think. Manuel, welcome. Welcome to the to the channel. Hey, um, I got a little something for you. And then I'm going to uh, tell you a couple things that you could do. New member. Make sure you check the members tab for the Discord, the members chat, and the bonus videos. Yeah, so um, check out that community tab. I will put a link to the Discord server after this lesson, and then you can join us on Discord. We we chat throughout the week. We share the dishes we're eating. We share the places we are traveling. And um, sometimes I share some secrets. So there was a video yesterday I uh, I made for members. There are a couple secrets in there. I don't want everyone to know, but I figured channel members, it would be okay. All right, let's get to, hey, yeah, definitely watching movies. Bob the Canadian. I'm a big fan of Bob the Canadian. And yesterday during his live stream, he mentioned how If you watch movies, it's a really good thing, but he had a really good point. And that is if you watch television shows, you know, it's a longer period of time. You can get to know the characters even more. So movies, TV shows, watching those will definitely help you improve your English. That's where the listening comes in. And then if you have the visuals, the pictures on the screen, it helps you with the comprehension. If you're just starting out, maybe A2, you know, A1, it might be a little difficult, but you know, a year or two, if you're, if you're um, watching movies, you could put the subtitles on. The subtitles in English. I don't think it works as well in your own language, but if you can put the subtitles in English and then as you get better, take away those subtitles. Yeah. I think that'll be helpful. Yep. Samara, welcoming our new channel member. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you in there soon. Discord. It's good stuff. Yeah, Marty. We missed you in the Discord. All right, let's get back to the article. What's the next thing we're going to read? Hopefully not more Russian names. I'm so bad at that. But if you know Russian, 
I think that says space. Didn't they say, did they say that was going to, no, the ch- maybe the challenge, the challenge. There it is. Prior to blasting off. Prior, that's just another way to say before. Prior, just a little more formal. Prior to blasting off into space, Parasild, who beat out more than 3,000 candidates for the role. Let's talk about that right there. Who beat out. There's an English phrasal verb there. And that just means that she won. There were 3,000 candidates for the job. And all that means, candidate, is someone who's going for a job. So if you have a job interview, they might tell you, well, we're trying to narrow it down to two candidates, and then we will bring them back for an interview. So a candidate is somebody who is going for a job. If you are going for that job, Hopefully you beat out everyone else who's going for the job. It just means you win. Like we do have the verb to beat, you know, you beat somebody up. That's another English phrasal verb. You hurt them really badly, but it doesn't have to be physical. So if you are competing, um, even in like football match. So if two teams are competing, you can say one team beat out the other team. Usually, Actually, beat out would be more than one person or one team. Yeah, yeah, as I'm saying that right now. So you could say one team beat the other team. But if they're in a tournament, you might say they beat out three other teams to win. Beat out. Learn something new every day in English, even when you're teaching it, which I just did. All right, next part of the sentence here. And Shapinko underwent an intense four-month-long training. We talked about intense in the other video I did. Let's see here. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of big words here, but don't worry. I'm an English teacher. I can handle it. There are, I think, three or four right in this paragraph that are in that other that the words are in the other lesson I did. So you may want to go back and watch those. They were subjected to conditions such as zero gravity suspension and high speed acceleration inside a centrifuge. It was difficult psychologically, physically, and emotionally. But I think when we reach our goal, all the challenges won't seem so bad, Parasild said at a pre-flight press conference on October 4th, 2021. Maybe one word here I want to talk about um, because I've talked about so many in the other one, but centrifuge, you will probably never need to know this in English. I don't think we talk about it very much and I, you probably don't talk about it in your own language either, but a centrifuge is basically something that astronauts train in or maybe pilots will train in and it spins them around really fast so that they can get used to the zero gravity effects that happen to the body. Some people pass out. English phrasal verb there. If you have any questions about any of this, 
let me know in the chat. Okay. Um, Bob the Canadian, again, uh, I think he had a question yesterday about used to, used to. So used to was a difficult one because it, it could mean, oh, I used to study English, but I've stopped, which is nobody here. You're all studying English. Good for you. Or you can say, oh, I've gotten used to the English language. It means you've become familiar. You understand it now. So those cosmonauts had to get used to the zero gravity effects on the body. This is an advanced lesson, isn't it? This is an advanced lesson. Yes, as Anya is saying, if you're watching this and you're totally confused by some of these words, thank you, Anya. Anya is great. Anya is great. I think she's also a moderator here too. So thank you, Anya. Um, you can go back and watch that video. I think there are 13 words that I picked from here. Most of them are in blue and I talked about them in that video a couple days ago. Yeah. Similar to a washing machine manual, new channel member already contributing. Yeah. If you think of a, a washing machine, when it goes around, especially in English, we call it the spin cycle. And that's the last part of the washing machine where it goes around really quickly to try to get the water out of your clothes. Hello there. How are you? There's a centrifugal force mode. Whew. It's a big one right there, right? Centrifugal force. So <laughs> let's, let's talk about what mode just said there. Cause I think it might help others out. So centrifugal force is what we say in English. When you spin around at the fair or at the amusement park, at least in the United States, there is a ride that you get in and it will spin you really quickly and you actually stick to the wall and then they will drop the floor. That is centrifugal force. Centrifugal force keeps you against that wall um, because it's actually pushing, uh, oh, he didn't say G-forces, but the G-forces is what we call the force of gravity sometimes on you. Uh, it's not rocket science, though. It actually is pretty difficult, though. So if something isn't that difficult, Mo just used, it's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. We use that in English all the time. If something isn't too difficult, it's not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. But again, remember, uh, English, English is pretty tough. All right, back to the article. Thank you, Mode, for that. I'm going to highlight this next paragraph here. And it, wait, let me talk about this for a second. In addition to, mm, you know, one thing that really bugs me when some English teachers do this, and I just don't think they know the English language that well when they say this, I'm going to put out a video on this pretty soon. But they'll have a big X and they'll have the word and. Like, no, don't say and. Instead, say in addition to. No. If you're speaking with a friend, even in a job interview, don't get rid of and. And is a very basic word that we use all the time. Now, if you're in a job interview and you want to say in addition to once or twice, hey, go for it. 
but don't cross out and you need and now here in formal writing in addition to is a great transition i talk about this with my students all the time it's a great transition so just to get into a little writing here we call these things paragraphs so when you have and I've, i think i've used that word a couple times but this is a paragraph this is another paragraph right up here we call those paragraphs it's easier for the brain to organize words into paragraphs so this is a, a, a transition would be right at the beginning of another paragraph in addition to is a great transition and i say if you're writing an article use it once use it once to go from one paragraph to the other but these english teachers on instagram that put the big app no i think they it seems to me they're saying don't use and i am saying as a native english speaker i use and several hundred times a day sometimes that is the only word that works all right i'm gonna calm down now a little bit that that video i need to film it but there's a whole bunch of them i put it on my phone like uh, I think it has the uh, the English teacher's name on it, so I don't want to show it. But it's 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 nobody I've uh, you know it's nobody that you it's nobody I've I've spoken about on it's an it's a teacher I saw on Instagram. But it's like what say and come on, all right, moving on, moving on. Was that Ario learning English while learning Western culture? Yeah, what do you think? Certainly, I know. So Ario's from. Um, Indonesia, it's almost impossible not to learn about the culture while learning another language. That's for sure. As I've been learning Italian, I think I've learned a lot about the Italian culture. I think that just happens when you're learning another language. You will also learn about the culture. So awesome. Awesome. What's that? Okay. Mode um, has a question about writing. Okay. So do you tend to use indention at the beginning of each paragraph? It seems to me that it's an older style of writing. Yeah, you can do one of two things mode. So the way this article is written, they are not skipping lines here. There, there isn't, if there was a bigger space in between these lines, we would call that double spaced. So if it's double spaced, you would indent. But if it's single spaced like this, these uh, if you don't know what indenting means, it means the beginning of the paragraph is pushed in a little bit. This is getting really advanced, isn't it? It's pushed in a little bit. So this is single spaced. So you skip a line in between each paragraph. If it was double spaced, which my students usually do on a Google Doc, they will double space and then you can indent. Mm, I hope that helps. What's that? Oh no, this is one of my students. Hey, <laughs> one of my students in my own classroom. They know English pretty well, but welcome, welcome. Yeah, as well as, it's a good alternative. I like what you said there, Madi. It's an alternative. It's not something that will replace and every single time. Oh, thanks, Cecilia. All right, back. 
Um, what is this, Mickey? The word to, in addition to, is it a preposition? In addition to. Mm, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure about that. In addition to. I would, I don't know. I don't know. So if you're going somewhere, like moving towards something, like I am going to the store, that's the prepositional f- that's the preposition there in that sentence, but uh, I'm not sure about. And in the in the grand scheme of things, I would say it actually doesn't really matter. Um, I am one of those teachers that thinks you don't need a whole lot of grammar to speak English. You need a lot of reading, you need a lot of listening, but. As my students will tell you, we do not spend a lot of time uh, on grammar in native English. I believe it's more important important to read. And then in that way, you will get the grammar without even knowing it. I mean, it takes lots and lots of reading. But I think uh, um, like the, the conditional, I the first conditional, second conditional, I don't know them. I don't know what that means. And I would say, if you were learning English and you want to speak English well, you do not need to know what the first and second conditional is. Am I even using that correctly? I mean, you don't even need to know what a gerund is. You need to know how to use it. And I think with lots of listening and lots of reading, you will just understand it without even knowing what a gerund is. Hope that helps. Uh, mode. Yeah. Double spaced. It does make the article seem a little longer. Yeah. You can increase the font size. So one thing that I ask my students, we have a big writing project coming up in the next couple of weeks. I will ask them to use times new Roman font. That's what we call it in English. And 12 point font, 12 point font. Yeah, so a little, a little tricky, a little tricky there. Um, ooh, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, not really related to this article, Andre, but, um, you would use there is when there's one thing like, Hey, and you know what? We would probably just say there's there's with an apostrophe S. Hey, there's a bird over there. One bird. Hey, there are a bunch of birds over there. And then if they fly off, if they go away, Oh, there were some birds over there, but uh, but you missed it. So it's kind of like past tense. Hopefully that helps. Hopefully that helps. All right. There's the question again. All right. Let's get back to the article. Let's get back to the article. Okay. Wait, hang on. Another writing question. I, I don't talk about writing on this channel very much. So Mega's a channel member. If she has a, a question about writing, let's talk about writing for a second. This is probably the only time we would, right? Um. Oh, okay. So, um, also mega does mega does the other, the only other font that most like college professors or high school teachers would accept would be Arial. So it's either times new Roman or Arial. And, uh, if you want a little secret, like mode was talking about with the double spacing, the Arial font, it takes up more space. It makes it look a little longer. So I often use Arial when I have to write something. If I'm given the choice between Arial and Times New Roman, 
I go Ariel. Makes it look longer. Okay, back to the article. In addition to, in addition to being the first actress to film a movie in orbit, Parasild is also only the fifth Russian woman to travel to space. Hey, girl power, we might say in the United States. Girl power, the fifth Russian woman to go up into space. So not only is she an actress, she had to go through all the training to get up into space. Only five women, Russian women, have been into space. So congratulations. I wish I could say your name properly, but congratulations. Next part here. Let me highlight it. Shapinko is making his own history as the first director, makeup artist, sound editor, and cinematographer of a feature film shot in space. All right, really quickly, a director, it's like the boss of the movie, the person in charge. The makeup artist, um, I think I have a couple lessons on this page about makeup, but some people will put makeup on their face because they think it makes them look better. It will hide their flaws or hide their blemishes. So a makeup artist applies makeup to most likely actors. Uh, what was the other one? A cinematographer, I think it was a cinematographer. Um, don't really need to know that, but it's uh, it's just someone in charge of making everything look nice on the film making like the color stand out, making sure the lighting is perfect. And the other one was sound editor. So making sure microphones work perfectly, making sure the movie sounds great. How about that? Probably things you'll never need to know in English unless you go into the movie industry or the television industry. Meanwhile, Shapirkov and Russian cosmonauts Oleg Nodvitsky and Petro Dobrov, sorry, who are currently at the ISS, will make their first acting debut and a cameo appearance as the space station's crew. So debut, that was one of our words from the other lesson, like the first time ever. Like an actress might make her debut on stage. It's the first time she's ever been on stage in front of an audience cameo sometimes movies have cameos one of the most famous cameos or people who do who did cameos he's no longer around um but if you've ever seen the marvel movies stan lee the guy who like created most of the marvel characters um he would make a cameo in every film you would see him only for a few seconds. He was in the film. He might say a couple things and then kind of disappear. That is a cameo. That is a cameo. All right. Is that the end of the article? Nope. Not the end of the article. We have two more paragraphs. Let me make this bigger for you. Ah, Sita. I, I do have my glasses here just in case, but uh, I'm doing all right without my, without my glasses somehow. I think I'm reading, uh, reading, uh, hey, Mode, you're fine. 
it's all right. I took motives apologizing, but hey, I, I didn't have to take the question. I did. I thought it might be helpful to everybody else. What is that? I think my Italian friend, they were listening to Motley Crue. Oh my gosh. Were they listening to Dr. Feelgood? Girls, girls, girls. Yeah, Danny, I think debut is French, isn't it? We have a lot, a lot of French in the English language. And the reason is in 1066, the year 1066, the French invaded England and forever changed the English language, which is why we have so much Latin influence. It's because of the French. So the French had a, a tremendous impact on the English language you know, a little over a thousand years ago in 1066. 1066. All right, let's get back to the article here. Get back to the article. This paragraph. Parasild and Shapinko will return to Earth on October 17th, 2021. So I guess they're back already. This time around, they will be accompanied by Novitsky who will have completed his term at the ISS by then. He will be replaced by Shapirokov, who will remain there until March 2022. Accompanied? It just means, oh, well, I pulled that up. Okay. It just means to go with, to go with. Or you can read, read a lot. Look at, see, that's a more complicated definition there. To go along or in company with. We could just say to go with. Hey, I'm going to accompany a friend on a walk. I'm going to go with a friend on a walk. Hopefully that helps. Get rid of that. Last paragraph here. <clears throat> this is the first science fiction movie filmed in space. It will probably not be the last. American actor Tom Cruise is rumored to be collaborating with SpaceX founder Elon Musk for a yet-to-be-revealed project. And if you've watched, um, oh, why do I keep doing that? If you've watched the video that I did before, we talked all about collaborating, meaning working with William Shatner. The man is 90 years old. He was an actor back in the night. He still is an actor, but... In the 1960s, he became famous uh, for Star Trek, Star Trek, which they mention here. William Shatner will also be heading to space. However, the famed actor, best known for his role as Captain Kirk in the Star Trek series, will not be working. He will be enjoying the spectacular views of Earth aboard Blue Origin's second crewed spice, space flight scheduled for launch on October 13th, 2021. The 90-year-old will also make history as the oldest person to fly in space. And if you want to see a picture of good old William Shatner, he's the man in the middle right there. All right, let's see. Any last-minute questions? Tom Cruise is not a foolish man. He's absolutely clever, too clever. Yeah, Tom Cruise went through a thing. He went through a phase. I don't know what happened to him a couple of years ago, but um, I think he's uh, he's better now, and he is a great actor. 
A lot of people say a lot of things about Tom Cruise, but uh, in my opinion, he's a pretty good actor. Pretty good actor. Um, yeah. How do you pronounce debuted? That's how we would pronounce it. Debuted. Debuted. All right. Hope that helps. Manual, welcome to the channel. I am going to be putting in that Discord server link. Join us on Discord. Um, Sita, thank you for the super chat. Thank you all for watching. Again, if you haven't liked, please like the video. It helps other people find it. If you haven't subscribed, well, you could do that so you never miss another lesson. And then maybe share this like Cecilia does. Thank you so much, Cecilia, for sharing. Share this with a friend. Make them happy. Say, hey, I have something that's going to make your English a lot better. So good to see all of you. Hope to see you live real soon again. Adios, amigos.